let's talk books. I just finished one book and I'm ready to start a new one. So what an ideal time to welcome Catherine Robertson into the studio for some recommendations. Hi, Catherine. Hi. What book did you just finish? Just finished uh, The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis, which ah, was yeah. uh, rec- recommended by one of uh, our other critics, Dominic Hoey, and loved that, but it's, I wouldn't recommend it to many people because it was so gruesome. You know, that author in particular yeah. just loves yeah, being yeah. as shocking and as violent and as horrific as possible. So, you know, you'd need to go into it. But, but aside from that, it was just a kind of a cool thriller set in the early 80s in Los Angeles with lots of pop culture references and things. And it was an easy read, which is not always true of his books. No, what it's a, not. But it's totally his shtick, isn't it? So, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, and, and it, yeah, he's always quite ambitious with his books and it doesn't always come off, although most um, critics seem to think that he might finally have done it with this one. So. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> American Psycho, you know, like yeah, 30 years yeah. on, what was that really? Um, an interesting oh. satire, but um, no one's still quite sure what to make of it. But um, what have you been reading? Right. Well, I've got a very random assortment today. I've just been reading kind of in no particular theme or genre or anything. And I actually, I highly recommend that to people because, I mean, I love reading widely because, like, especially if you're trying something really new, it's yeah. a real you know, new experience. And I am a person that in general kind of sticks to my groove with things. Me too. Um, Yeah, yeah. there's something to be said for that as well. But I do try and go, right, okay, I'm going to read something completely different now. And I hardly ever regret it, which I think is great. Um, And I think, you know, people, I recommend that everybody should go and try. Like every time you go to a bookshop or the library... Just go and ask. Go try something. Go, you know, <laughs> branch out. And of course, all the booksellers and librarians are super knowledgeable. So just ask them and see what you come up with. I know what you mean because because alternatively, you just ask for recommendations until someone recommends something that you would have <laughs> read anyway, and you say that yeah, exactly. sounds perfect. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, accept the recommendations of books that you wouldn't otherwise have picked up. I think so. I think it's good. I'm sure it's good for you in some way, sort of like, you know, emotionally and intellectually stimulating. Um, I have been reading, so I'll start with the first one. This is a non-fiction book, um, and it is called Shadowlands, A Journey Through Lost Britain, and by Matthew Green, who's Dr. Matthew Green, who's a um, historian and a broadcaster. And, like, this is totally for you. I mean, it has a ruined kind of castle picture on the front. So if you're into, you know, all those sort of photo galleries of abandoned places and stories of lost cities and ghost towns and things like this, um, you will probably love that. I mean, I, I absolutely do, and I've been fascinated by this one. Mm. He's, he's written about eight locations in the British Isles that were basically either obliterated by nature or humans or abandoned um, and often there's no record of exactly either why the place came to be because there's a, a, a city called Trelloc in Wales um, and there's a lot of controversy about whether it was an actual city. Mm. Um, I won't give away what his theory is. Yeah. It actually sounds pretty plausible. Huh. Um, but it rose really quickly and then it died really quickly as well and was sort of abandoned. Um, so there are it, theories it, about that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a surprising that it's not a known thing how it happened, right? Such a significant well, thing for a city just to sort of disintegrate or, or disappear. Well, the thing is, that, like, we're talking sort of medieval, you know, in early yeah. medieval England. And they're really the only um, sort of records, are, are tax records. 
So how many taxpayers, what sort of holdings were there, etc. Right. So a lot of analysis has to be through that. So, so quite often you can just see, okay, so there were 500 and 1,200 and something, and then 20 years later there were only 250. What happened? Mm. There's not those connections. Um, and it starts off with um, there was a town discovered because of a massive storm in the Orkneys called Scara Bray. And you can see it, and you can see probably can make theories about how they lived there. Um, but there's no no record of how, why they left and why it was abandoned. So it's the most fascinating thing. But a detective chapter, work, eh? Hey? Yeah, chapter eight is called "The Village of the Damned." Can't wait to get to that one. I'm reading about <laughs> I'm reading about the plague at the moment. I was going to say the the plague yeah. must account for account <laughs> for a few of those towns just suddenly disappearing. Sadly, well, there's a most extraordinary um, statistic, which is that in 1300, Britain's population was 7.5 million people. And or no, around seven thousand. No, it's around seven million people. And fifty years later, it was half. Oh man, that is amazing. I know. Yeah, yeah and he had, and, and, he and died in such horrific it. circumstances too. They did not, and he goes into some detail about that. And there's a really kind of grotesque piece, which I certainly won't read from, uh, where he describes how how crows and ravens um, kind of dealt with dead bodies. And so that was, um, <laughs> yeah, not for the faint heart of that yeah. one. Huh. Yeah. I thought British analysis was bad. Okay, that's Shadowlands, <laughs> a journey through lost Britain. Um, yeah. Sounds really good. It's excellent. Yeah, really loving that. He's a great writer, so that, that's also helpful. It's not dry and dusty by any means. Yeah, okay. So you promised us a non-fiction, a normal novel, and a verse novel. That's the non-fiction. Yeah. What's the novel? Yeah. So normal novel in inverted commas because the, the third one is a verse novel. Mm. Um, so this is a book called Romantic Comedy. It's by Curtis Sittenfeld, who's probably best known for, I think, the last um, novel that came out, which was called Rodham. And it was an imagining of what would what had happened to Hillary Rodham Clinton if she had never become, you know, Mrs. Clinton, if she'd never met Bill. <laughs> Oh, what a great premise. I, I yeah. missed that one, yeah. Yeah, and um, and I hadn't read it either. I sort of, that was one that just sort of bypassed me and I went, oh, I must, and then it was gone, mm. you know. Um, but romantic comedy, I mean, of course, you know, that's kind of my thing because I write romantic comedies, and this is exactly what this is. Mm. Except the thing is it's kind of dressed up as a literary novel with a quite a sophisticated cover. Um, and so as opposed to, say, Emily Henry, who's the bestseller for Beach Read and the latest one's called Happy Place, and her, you know, covers all look kind of cartoony and bright-coloured and things like that, whereas this is much more, ooh, I think it's going to be a sophisticated literary read. Yeah, there's a lot of clues in a cover, right? Yeah, they say don't exactly. judge a book by the cover, but they're trying to communicate so much about the genre and how easy reading it's going to be and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so, but this, you know, it's basically a story of Sally, who's a TV writer for a Saturday Night Live type show, and she meets Noah, who's a very famous singer-songwriter, although he is clearly much more handsome than Ed Sheeran. Um, <laughs> and it was funny, and it's smart, and it's super easy reading, and I really enjoyed it, but it is not any better than an Emily Henry, you know, mm. who actually I really, really like. Right. Um, so... I guess what I'm saying is don't be put off by bright cartoony covers and don't be, you know, sort of wooed by ones that look sophisticated because mm. you might not get what it promises on yeah. the tin. Great. That's Curtis Sittenfeld and Romantic Comedy. Um, Indeed. And then? Right. So I'm. this is 
one of the most amazing books that I've read in a while. Honestly, I was so just, I don't know, enraptured by it when I was reading it because it just got stronger and stronger. It is by, um, it is called The Artist and it's by Ruby Solly, who is a writer, but also a musician and a Taonga Puaro um, practitioner, traditional Maori instruments. Yeah, Ruby's um, um, had a, a few chats here yeah, on yeah. Uh, RNZ. And, uh, in fact, I think her mum listens because sometimes gets text in from her. Hello, if you are. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> well, Ruby, Ruby. She signs them Ruby's mum, so, so yeah. I know who she is. <laughs> Ruby's mum. So yeah. Ruby is Kaitahu Waitaha Kati Mamoi. Um, and this is a story very much rooted in her own heritage, her own origin story in Whakapapa. Um, and it is a verse novel. So it is told in um, sort of shortish poems, mostly. There's a little bit of prose in there as well. Um, and I think she's done the most extraordinary thing because... Mm-hmm. You know, it seems very sparse and very spare um, because of the, you know, there's a lot of white space. There's not a lot of, you know, overall word count. But honestly, the power and the emotional punch that she manages to get into this book is, mm. it kind of just grabs you in the middle and you just go, I am totally invested. Huh. And the thing is, it's like, it, it does incorporate, you know, sort of what we might call mythical creatures, but they uh, form a, an extremely, you know, totally valid part of this origin story. And then it's an also an incredibly intimate story about a family and what happens with them. And I just, you know, it, it does require the reader to engage in a way that they might not normally with either poetry or prose. But it is a narrative. It does flow. It is beautiful. Um, it's incredibly poignant. I mean, honestly, I'm, I would say it's a work of genius, even though Ruby would probably hate me saying that. But um I think Ruby's mum might not. <laughs> yeah, she'll appreciate it, yeah. Um, we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. covers too. It's quite a striking uh, cover. Um, well, Ruby's done the cover as far as I know because yeah. obviously she is an artist as well and um, and there are illustrations in the book that um, that she has also done which are rather nice because they give little clues. It's almost like a little set of tarot cards mm. and um, in each sort of beginning of the parts that you can see where the who the main characters are, and also some sense of what's happened because some of them are upside down, etc. And it's like it's really, really well done. Um, so when I was saying that everybody should try one new book to have one new experience, I think this should be that book that they should go out and get. Yeah, and I'd really like to know how what people think of it. Good, thank you. Uh, good challenge. The artist. It's called by Ruby Solly. Speaking of clues throughout the book, I, I had a guest on recently who said that she um she did buddy reads um when she oh, read yeah. a book. So not a book club, but just she would read it at the same time as one other person. And that's what I needed after this book. I just finished because there were <laughs> there were lots of clues throughout the book, and I didn't quite put it all together. And I just really wanted someone to talk to about it. Do you ever have that? Like one of the oh, nice yeah, things about reading a book. One of the nice things about reading a book is that it's just you right it's it's you and the book yeah. but when you have questions at the end it's sometimes hard to work out who to talk to them about i think i did that once when i read um charlotte grimshaw's um the book that the oh my god the my brain's gone um the memoir that she wrote and um, yeah. which was just fantastic the mirror book and and i honestly i had to ring some friends and we had to go we had to have a discussion and we actually had to have a drink and have a discussion about this book. So, yeah, there are some books that absolutely do that to you. 
My next book is Sarah Winman, uh, Still oh, yeah. Life, which has been um, – I've chosen that one because it's been recommended by my mother and my wife. And so when you get two recommendations like that, you've got to take it them up, really. Lovely. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, it's, cool. Yeah, she's quite – there's a bit of darkness to it as well, but it's great. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. Great to chat to you.